I noticed that we have, uh, praise God, several visitors that are here with us this morning. Welcome to all of you, and we hope you'll come back and visit another time. So today we are going to celebrate our patron saint, Saint Peter. You know, one day Saint Peter uh, was walking down along the Jordan River to go to see John the Baptist. And John was on the other side of the river, and at one point they saw each other. And Peter yells over to John, John, how do I get to the other side? And John says, you're already on the other side. <laughs> Communication, a little tough sometimes. <clears throat> This moment that we just heard together in the gospel is <clears throat> a threshold moment, a very critical moment for these disciples. Will they stay with the crowd in their opinions, their sentiments, or in their feelings about Jesus? Or will they accept who Jesus truly is? And Peter, praise God, steps forward and says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is the faith upon which Jesus builds his church, of which you and I are members. And announcing this truth, it was the announcing of all that Jesus represents. This is the announcement that God is real, that God is love, that God is mercy, and he has sent into the world to you and I a savior. Redemption is possible. Forgiveness of sins is real. And you and I can live a new life. There's so much that comes with this proclamation. And this proclamation is what undoes the original sin in the garden. And there's some similarities between this scene in the gospel and the fall in chapter 3 of Genesis. Adam and Eve before God. And in God, they would have known that there was a true objective happiness that is possible in their relationship with God, not a happiness that they would have to try to figure out on their own. In their relationship with God, they would have known that there is a true and genuine love. They would have known that human dignity is an objective fact and belongs to every single human being. They would have known that they were created for a purpose. 
that their life had meaning and that this meaning was revealed by God. They would have not had to try to figure this out on their own. This truth is in God. It is written in the world he created and written as laws upon their hearts. And like in the time of Christ, there was the chattering of other voices. In this case, the voice of the devil. And he was not speaking truth. He was rather speaking a lie. And trying, therefore, to win Adam and Eve over to his way of thinking. To think independently of God. And that's what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents. Because they would have known in God that there was a true good. And they would have lived by that. But now through this temptation, when they fell, they took into their own hands decisions about what is right and wrong, what is good and evil. What before was objective and received as a truth from God, now they want to take that on themselves. Hence, leading themselves and the whole human race into a period of darkness and misery. Jesus came to lead us back to the truth. He said, I am the truth. And of the necessary ultimate truths that touch upon our life, these are all given to us. Happiness, love, the purpose of our life, human dignity, right and wrong. This is why Peter's faith and Paul's faith is such a gift to us. But let's not be naive. Or let's not forget that this notion of truth is continually challenged. The period of our history that we sometimes call the Dark Ages, the medieval period, or the Middle Ages, somewhere after the fall of the Roman Empire in the fifth century, going up to about the year 1000. During this period, you can see the fruits of the faith of the church affecting the thinking of people. At that time, they believed in the notion of truth, that it is objective, that God has created a world of order, that the truth is written in the world he created. It is written on our humanity, and we can discover it, and we can base our lives upon it. But then came the Enlightenment period, right around the early 16th, uh, 17th century, all the way to the, ninth, the beginning of the 19th. And through various kinds of philosophies, leading to a more subjective understanding of the truth, that truth and meaning are what you and I create. It's more about what we think and feel about things 
And we bring the meaning to reality. And probably one of the best examples of this comes from a judge that sits on the highest court of the land. This was spoken by him in a pivotal case in 1992. Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And he was the swing vote in favor of Planned Parenthood. This was one of the arguments for his decision. This is what he said. At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. Did you hear that? The whole earth should have trembled and shook in fear and trembling when these words came out of his mouth. At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. This is not what we believe as Catholics. This is not the belief that Peter and Paul gave their lives for. When I lived this way of thinking, when I lived in a way to come up with my own version of happiness, to look for love in other places, to just live the way I thought best, my friends, life was not going good for me. I was making a mess of my life when I was following my own concepts, my own version of the truth. And this is what much of the world is doing today. If we were to redeem this statement and to cast it in light of the gospel, of the truth, it would read like this. At the heart of human liberty, it's not the right, but the human obligation and responsibility to seek the truth of existence, of the universe, of the mystery of human life, and once found and discovered, not imposed from myself, but discovered and found, we embrace it and base our whole life upon it. This is the Catholic version of that statement. My dear friends, we have much to celebrate today. For the faith, the true faith, that St. Peter and St. Paul proclaimed in Jesus Christ, there is an objective happiness. There is an objective love. There is an objective meaning and purpose to your life and mine. There's an objective human dignity. And we're not the ones who create it. It's given to us by our Creator. And we accept it. And we live our lives upon it. This is the faith which St. Peter and Paul proclaimed 
This is the faith that St. Peter and Paul defended and this is the faith that they were willing to die for, to defend with their lives. This is the faith that is saving you and I. This is the faith that is the promise of salvation and the forgiveness of our sins. This is the faith that is giving us a new life. This is the faith that will lead us through this life to the eternal shores of heaven. Not an opinion, not a concept, but the truth. Amen?